Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Buzz Talk, episode 27 to be exact. I'm your host, Kevin Henry, I'm with here, as always, my co-host, Matthew Violet. Today is Wednesday, November 30th. Thanksgiving has passed us. We're now moving on to the Christmas season, the new year. Uh, best time of the year, in my opinion, especially even better for sports, Um uh, Matt, how you doing today, and how was your Thanksgiving? And I do have a Thanksgiving question. Uh, what was your favorite dish? Jingle bells, jingle bells, Kevin smells, and Mac Jones and the Patriots laid an egg. But no, thank you, Kevin, for the kind words as always. I'm doing good. Thanksgiving was good. The dishes were good. What was my favorite dish? What was my favorite dish? I I'm thinking I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to say the day after sandwiches were kind of amazing. So I told you, I don't know if you remember this, because um, you don't listen to me, I told you that we accidentally ordered food with nuts in it, like, ha like over half of our food had nuts in it, and I just couldn't eat it, I didn't have stuffing, didn't have a bunch of stuff I wanted, Brutal. but um, I can't complain, so we had some good, had some good like uh, mixed vegetables, had some good carrots and stuff, the pie nice. was good, but um, no, I was pretty bummed about that. What about yourself? Uh, a sleeper, in my opinion, the sweet potato casserole that was made, uh, it had sweet potato it was something you could have eaten at dinner or dessert, not too sweet, uh, but some sweetness in there. And uh, it, it was topped with uh, maple glazed walnuts. And uh, it was pretty some elite level eating. I, I had two Thanksgivings, so double the meals. Uh, definitely feeling large at the moment, but got to uh, gotta come back strong here. So um, on to the Christmas season. Definitely excited about it. Uh, want to just touch base on what we're going to hit on today throughout the episode. Uh, we'll touch on this Patriots game that happened on Thanksgiving night. Uh, power rankings, top 10 as always. Uh, we'll give you your Celtics segment that has been flourishing as of late. In my opinion, the notes just keep getting stronger. And then we will end with uh, something a little different. Um a lot of the people that listen to this do know you, but for the people that don't, uh, I, I want to do something simple yet different. I wanted to ask you five non-sport questions. Um, nothing too crazy, but just something, just something different. Why not? Um, we're still working on where we want to expand this podcast. I think this is a, a cool step. So uh, I'm definitely excited to uh, get that going. But without further ado, I want to touch on this Patriots game. Uh, Matt, did you sit and watch this one on Thanksgiving night? Be honest. Just, I just want to say I forgot we record our faces and I took my nose. Don't watch anyone if this gets out there. Don't watch. Audio's um, only. Ca audio's I, only. I, I caught myself mid-pick and I looked, I looked myself in the eyes on the screen. But no, I did watch this one. Everyone else uh, passed out with the Thanksgiving-itis, uh, but I did get a chance to watch this one. And it was frustrating because I thought we played well. I think this is like everyone said, you know, across New England, this is the I need to make sure I look at the mic. This is the first time that we 
really looked like we had an offense this first time we were finishing in, or Mac, you know, Mac and the team was finishing in um, the red zone. That's something we really struggle with among the worst teams in the league. I think we saw the, I thought I saw the Broncos were the only team worse than us in the red zone. Um, and I felt like we deserved it. I felt like the Hunter Henry thing sucked. You'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um, I thought we were doing really well. And things like the rough and the punter, and it's that rough and the kicker, et cetera, screwed us. Um, I'm sure Bill is frustrated because I thought we looked better. I thought we should have won. But what do you think about it? Yeah, it was tough. Very frustrating game. It was a game that we we should have won. We didn't deserve to win. Um, obviously, to recap it, the Vikings won 33-26. It was a, a thriller, probably the best game of the day. Uh, I, I forget the certain statistics, but I think this was the most watched day of football uh, up there in the history books since the uh, – view the number of viewers uh has been tracked since like the 80s uh the Dallas Cowboys and Giants game was the most football most watched football game ever it had the highest ratings which is incredible um just the day and age we live in and how big of uh, football is a part of not just everyone's lives but uh, how big of a part it is for Thanksgiving but uh <clears throat> as far as the game goes Obviously, Mac Jones, a career high in passing yards, 382. That's awesome. Offense looked better quarters one through three, uh, which is fantastic. But this offense is still a 45-minute offense and not a 60-minute offense. You brought up the 31st in the league in the red zone uh, scoring. Uh, We're also 25th in fourth quarter scoring. Uh, There's a stat that I... I listened to one of the local Boston uh, sports radio shows, uh, Felger and Maz, and one of the beat writers uh, for the Patriots was on. And he said out of the 16 plays the offense ran in the fourth quarter, 12 of them was for one yard or negative yards. So that's th- that. I mean, you have to be able to play four quarters in this league uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, nonetheless, the defense and special teams is what uh, let us down. Uh, Pierre Strong roughing the kicker obviously hurt. Uh, Matt Judon on third down, uh, neutral zone infraction. Just stupid stuff that you don't see from a Patriots team. And listen, this team isn't the best uh, talent on paper. And so your margin of error for uh, being a fundamentally sound football team is slim. You have to do the fundamental stuff uh, correctly, and they they didn't, and that's why they lost this game. Uh, obviously, you can <clears throat> nitpick the Hunter Henry stuff, but even if he scores, although it would have been the game would have been played different from that point on, it's still a thirty-three to thirty game. It only gives you an additional four points, assuming Nick Folk uh, makes the extra point. However, the closing drive on the first half is another stupid thing. I mean, we're just doing dumb stuff that the Patriots aren't used to doing, including penalties. Uh, Hunter Henry not getting out of bounds on that drive. A great catch. He tries to get an extra yard, stays in bound, wastes a timeout. Mac Jones goes down there and uh, the play that he should have just thrown the ball away, he sits down. I mean, the quarterback's supposed to be the smartest guy on the field and it did not look like that although Mac had a great game one of the games as a uh, professional quarterback it was definitely not enough and uh, 
Uh, one last thing I wanted to add is the Patriots, when they play a good quarterback or above average quarterback, which I think Kirk Cousins this year deserves to be in that category, we haven't been able to stop them. That that offense could do whatever they wanted. Uh, they have a good running attack. They have a good uh, passing attack. And that's what concerns me moving on to the Buffalo Bills game. You're going to have to to make plays, and it's going to take everyone. And now you're in a spot as a Patriots team that you have to win four out of the next six games. And if you're not aware of the schedule, we talked about this last week, but you're playing this Thursday at home against the Bills. You then go on the road for Arizona and Vegas, two winnable games. You then come back home and play the Cincinnati Bengals, and then you're home for Miami, and then you end the season in Buffalo. I don't think we get four wins out of the next six. I think we look at a three and three game. You essentially have to take two out of the four against the uh, four playoff teams you have remaining Buffalo twice, Cincinnati and Miami. I'm not sure I feel so strong uh, that we can take two out of the four. I don't think it's a huge order to, to ask for, but um I just don't see it, and it's tough to say. I don't see them winning this week, but uh, it, it's it's frustrating because you made a good point, Matt. Like we played, looked like we played well, and we did. But come down to crunch time, we've been horrible, especially in the red zone. And as a team with not much talent, you're not going to win many games that way. I'm curious about on this team, and you might not know this. You might you might know it how many people have playoff experience, how many people have Super Bowl experience. Um, because, you know, those things like Hunter Henry running out of bounds, or not running out of bounds, rather, you know, those are signs of, of lack of experience, lack of, um, you know, knowing, knowing what little things need to be done. Because a lot of the times it's the little things that go wrong mm-hmm. in sports, and that's what the, the good teams do those little things right most of the time, and that's what puts, puts them, you know, that extra couple yards. So I'm... I'm uh, not necessarily asking that, but I'm wondering if this if some of that stuff's just lack of experience. Because yeah, I noticed too. I think the couple of games I've watched this year, it seems like we're less disciplined, and the penalties, and it, you know, it doesn't seem like something that Bill Belichick usually produces. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a mixture of two things. I thought Belichick got out coached this game by Kevin O'Connell on the opposing side, um, and that's not something we're used to seeing up here in New England. Um, yeah, Hunter Henry, I mean, that's a bonehead move. He's been in the league now seven years, so the experience is there on his end. He just <clears throat> uh, made a bad play, made a wrong decision. Instinct, you know, he it was instincts at that point. And as a football player, you should be able to uh, make the right decision. And Mac Jones, whatever, he's young, but you're supposed to lead and command this offense, and you can't be making those mistakes. Uh, it just seems like when, and it's been like this the past two years, and if you want to chalk it up to Mac being a rookie last year, it just seems like there's, I, I at least personally, I don't feel great that if you need a touchdown or you need a score, that we're going to get it. Like, we usually are winning games that we're ahead in and not behind. I'm not sure Mac has had many, if any, game-winning drives in his career. I'm not sure what the stat is on that, but 
Uh, It's frustrating football because I do feel like they are a good team. You know, they're, and I think they're going to be competitive against Buffalo, but uh, you're going to, it's going to be a huge coaching game for Bill and and company because uh, you're going to have to scheme something up. I mean, the Bills team is essentially the same as last year, their offenses at least. So that gives Bill essentially a year to prepare for this team in the same offense. It's going to be interesting to see what tricks he has up his sleeves, if any, because I think this has been a down coaching year for Bill. I thought last year was was very impressive. This year, it seems like he's kind of coming back down to earth. Um, and nine wins isn't going to cut it. That's not going to get you into the playoffs. You need to be at 10. Uh, you're now going to have to scoreboard watch week in and week out, and you probably are going to need some help at some point. And as Patriots fans, we want to be in control of our own destiny. That is not much of the case anymore. Not sure if it will be going forward with the quarterbacks in our division. Uh, It's not impossible. It's not unheard of if we make the playoffs. But, uh, you know, if we want to do our best, we got to at least take down two of these high-powered teams. Uh, Like I mentioned, the Bills twice, the Bengals and the Dolphins. And I'm not too sure we are capable of taking two out of four. I just don't feel that way, truthfully. Yeah, that that last three is scary. And I just want to say also, um, if you see me lagging or if I see you lagging because you lag a little bit for me on the, the camera, I'm just going to stick with it. So be patient. And, and if you hear a little silence, don't worry about that. So we're working through the kinks, people. We're working through the kinks. Yeah, we're but no, that's a. I mean, that's a. Uh, we're trying. I'm trying out some new new recording software this week. We're working because we want to make the best possible thing for you guys. It's all for you guys. It is. It so, really is. Um, the yeah, those last three games are brutal. I mean, you got a hot Miami. You got a hot. I mean, we'll see if they're hot in five weeks, but you got a hot Bengals, um, and obviously the Bills are going to be around. So it's looking tough. Um, no one. And one thing about this new software, not that people care, is uh, we don't have a time limit. So before we're kind of rushing and. Not that I'm going to go ramble. Everyone knows I'm a, the people that know me know I'm a, a notorious rambler, but I'm, I'm glad that that kind of rushing is off so I can ask Kevin some questions. But no, I think um, kind of rounding out that the Pats talk is, you know, you have to look on the bright side, you have to be optimistic. Worst case, if, if we get two out of four uh, or two out of six, rather, hopefully we learn from those losses and the people that are going to stay around, you know, the people like Mac, the people like maybe Hunter Henry, the people like maybe Taquan Thornton, et cetera. Some of the people on D, because we're probably going to lose McCourty pretty soon. He's freaking 75 years old. Playing in but his like, 200th hopefully. game this week. He is. I like that. I like him and his brother a lot. Yeah, They're great legends, people. So, good people. Um, Can you but, guess where no, they went always, to school? Oh, geez. Can I guess where they went to school? They went to Rutgers. They did. Good job. They did. They actually, they did. Go. Did you let's guess go. or did you know it? No, no. I mean, I had to know. It had to come from somewhere. <laughs> but I think, no, I like them a lot. I think I, I think I read up on them read up on him because I, I think every year they're still here or he's still here yeah um and i'm like what but um no i won't ramble like i said i promise i won't ramble even though i can ramble for hours now or the recorder never stops but no let's just hope they learn and let's hope those people are going to be back next year are going to be back uh, and even stronger yeah and uh i think that's a good enough patriots talk um like matt said testing out the software uh hopefully you guys get to hear this but uh, this rolls us into uh, our power rankings for Week 10. Um, not much turnover on the top five, uh, but the top 10 has shifted around a bit. Um, some teams dropped, some teams rose. Uh, 
and obviously the Patriots are not in this top 10. They have not earned a spot in this very honorable uh, weekly power rankings. But I'll start us off here. The Ravens are at 7-4. and four. They lose on the road in, uh, by, uh, I want to say, a, a few feet uh, short of a Justin Tucker field goal to win it. Uh, they were up 9 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and lose on the road at number nine, the Tennessee Titans. They lost to the Bengals 16-20 to at home. I still think the Titans are a scary team in the playoffs. Not that I think their ceiling is high. However, I think they're a gritty team that is not going to be a tough out for anybody. That brings us to number eight, the team that beat the Titans, the Cincinnati Bengals. Another gritty Away win for Cincinnati without Jamar Chase. He is expected back next week. They move up to number eight. Their record is seven and four. At number seven, the San Francisco 49ers, seven and four. They took a win at home against the Saints. They will have a high tested game against the Dolphins to really see and measure where they are at uh, in the totem pole of NFL Super Bowl contenders. Number six, the Vikings, 9-2. Strong win at home against the Patriots, 33-26. Kirk Cousins looked great. Justin Jefferson uh, shined. And even though the defense was banged up, they still limited the Patriots in the fourth quarter, took over the momentum, and uh, finished off a great Thanksgiving slate of football. At number five, the Buffalo Bills, 8-3, winning uh, on... The road against the Lions, they played in Detroit for the second consecutive week. They win 28-25. to They are coming into Foxborough at 8-3. At number four, the Dallas Cowboys with a pretty commanding win. They are at 8-3 overall. Uh, they beat up on the Giants 28-20 to on the 4 o'clock window on Thanksgiving. I think the Cowboys are a team that is a force to be reckoned with. That defense is for real. That offense is good enough. And it will be interesting to see where they finish this season. Then the top three, the Dolphins 8-3. and three, uh, Blew out the Texans in the first half. Sat their uh, starters for the whole second half. They win 30-15. to 15. They've been one of the more consistent teams of this year. At number two, the Eagles, who are 10-1. and one. They beat the Packers 40-33 to at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Their last few victories have not come off as impressive as they did in the beginning of the year. However, uh, still that record speaks for itself. 10-1, and one, best record in the league. But that does not make them better than the number one team in the NFL. And I think they might be head and shoulders better than everybody right now. That's the 9-2 Kansas City Chiefs. They get a win at home against a struggling Rams team, 26-10. But we do have a good matchup next week featuring uh, four teams in the top 10 of these power rankings. The Chiefs will be on the road playing Cincinnati, and the Dolphins will be on the road facing San Francisco. So those are two high-powered uh, offenses uh, of games, and I'm very excited to to indulge on that this coming Sunday. You want to count those down for you one more time? Go for it. And I just want to say one more thing. I watched that Rams game. Sad. Just, you hate to see. Uh, you hate to see a 
former Super Bowl winner. I know. They're, they're flatlining. But I think something that's pretty cool about the Patriots and Boston is you don't see that from us. You don't see us we have a really good team in the next year. You know, Tom leaves and we go 2-15. and 15. Right. No, that's not a Boston thing. No. So I think that's pretty cool. It's a testament to, to how uh, kind of thorough our organizations are. But anyways, like Kevin just mentioned to you, we have at 10, the Ravens. At 9, the Titans. At 8, the Bengals. 7, the 49ers. 6, the Vikings. 5, the Bills. 4, the Cowboys. 3, the Dolphins. 2, the Eagles. And one that goddamn Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Incredible what they do. Uh, whatever the season throws at them, they seem to conquer it. And they'll be there at the end, whether it's in the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Um, no one will be surprised by it. They're a very well-oiled machine and just a very fun team to watch. Um, as a Patriots fan... Uh, You didn't love to see it, but at this point, there's nothing we can do but witness greatness at this point. So it's exciting. Uh, But Matt, I got to give you your your segment as always that, uh, like I had mentioned, you're doing an outstanding job of um, the Celtics segment. Each week we we dive into it. Matt puts together uh, the segment as well as the notes. So I'll let you take the floor. I have one other thing to say about football, but what was it? No, uh, and Patrick Mahomes seems like a nice guy. You can't hate a nice guy. So that's all I was going to say. There's, I think, we root for nice I guys. Know, I like nice guys. Maybe that makes me soft. Maybe it makes me a loser, but whatever. Sorry. But no, going to deal the Celtics, um, yeah, deal with it. Kevin always talks at my Celtics game. But um, hopefully it's getting better each week. But no, we had another week of green. We had another week of Ws, another week of success, another week of learning, another week of raining down threes, the three ball upon our enemy. So we had a win at the uh, versus the Mavs at home. We had a win versus the Kings at home. Oh, it looks like it's all, oh, you talked about the home stretch last yep. week. We had the win, we had the win, these all at home. We had the win against the Wizards at home, win against the Hornets at home. And outside of this, the one thing that has, has caught my eye and it's probably caught everyone's eye is outside of this Wizards game, these are not, Close games. Oh, I should I should lie. I should, that's, that's actually not true because these games, some of these were close. They don't end up close games. No. These are whoppings. No. Three of these games I mentioned. I I, I mean I want to look at the even the Wizards know, game wasn't that waiting. close. No, yeah. The, honestly, the Wizards was one of the less close ones despite the score. Um, yeah. And I don't want to. Let me see why I'm looking right here. Uh, you, I'm looking at the last ten games. I think I think. Two of these games, other than our loss to Chicago, two of these games we've won by less than 10 points. Like, we're whooping people. Yeah. Um, and all that is, and, and all I have to say, we are not gods. We are humble. The guys are humble. I'm watching the Joe Mazzula. Oh, Joe, if someone's humble, it's Joe Mazzula. Love I'm watching his interviews. That guy. The I love the offense. I'm loving Joe. Running too. I just started uh, consuming my Joe Mazzula content recently, and I'm loving the guy. So, no, I uh, have a couple notes on the games here. So, with the Mavs out, um, they're all at home. Both the Mavs. Doncic geeks me. He kind of reminds me of when we, when we had uh, we talked about Tom Brady, how he looks on athletic. Mm-hmm. Like Luca does not look like he should be good at basketball, and I'm sure he could beat me up. He's probably like six five, two hundred something. <laughs> although I'm two fifteen right now, he doesn't look like he should be good at basketball. But he just reigns. He just amazing. has those spin moves, and he has the uh, step backs, and it's just it's it's crazy. It's so funny because he he like looks out of shape. Like he's playing, and he looks like he's gassed. It's and the same just, thing like, with with Jokic. Like he he doesn't. He, he looks like, not a joke, but he just doesn't look 
in shape. Uh, he's actually gotten into better shape, but what Jokic and, and Luka have done for the game is, is second to none, and bringing the European style of basketball to the States is, uh, or to the NBA, rather, uh, is pretty exceptional, but sorry to interrupt. No, you didn't interrupt. I was actually talking to Lightspeed anyway, so <laughs> slow down. Just like I saw some funny quote from Marcus Smart telling them, Talking about young, young Jalen Brown. At least to tell him, slow down. You're going too fast. Yeah. You no. Know, and um, after this Mavs game, um, Jalen said, "You know, Chicago is one game. I have a quote. Chicago is one game. There's going to be times where we don't make shots, and it's going to put pressure on our defense. But most of the time, you know, this team's going to play right. So they know, they understand. Not every day is a walk in the park. Joe, Joe Mazzulla definitely understands because they, they asked, someone asked Joe Mazzulla something like. You guys are winning so much. Isn't this awesome? And he was like, I don't care that we're winning so much. Like, this doesn't matter. The playoffs matter. The championship matters. So while you should you should have fun, this is going to be – I'm sure you can tell us all the traveling fun. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Joe just needs to put on that serious leadership face. But I'm glad because they have that sense of reality. They have that sense of we let our – we've been letting people down. We've been letting ourselves down the past few years. I think last year, you know, we got whooped in the championship. But it was a success to make it to the finals. We finally did that. But, um, you know, blowing leads, letting people claw back. So um, bringing me to the next game, the Kings game, where we won, you know, by 16, no, 18. Um, we, one thing I've noticed about these games is we keep coming out to 20-point leads in the first quarter, in the second quarter. Yep. And so sometimes we let the Kings claw back. The Kings actually took the lead um, in the third quarter, and they actually passed us. But what did we do? What did we do that maybe the Celtics were doing the past couple of years? We actually put in Pritchard. And Cornette, and we just clawed right back. And the thing is, um, let me see. I have this good quote from – I have this good quote, which is what I've been saying from Derek White. He said, we have a lot of guys that um, can do a lot of – this is actually a horrible first sentence. But yeah, he says, we have a lot of guys that say – that a lot of guys that can do a lot of things on the bench um, that will probably start on other teams. So I've been saying, we have nine, ten players. You know, you have Brogdon, you have Hauser. Like, we're deep. We're, we're the freaking, was it, the Mariana Trench or whatever. We are deep, deep, deep. Um, and I think that's going to really be. And we don't, even, we don't even have Robin Williams. Yeah. Like you guys, you've been saying, we don't even have our, people would say, our what, de- one of our best defenders? Yeah, absolutely. Our defensive anchor, to be honest. And y- what's interesting, though, is you can make the point that depth is going to get you through the regular season. But what makes teams champions is your star players when it comes down to it because the rotation's uh, slimmer in the playoffs and your best players have to be even better in the playoffs, not just statistically, but uh, over the course of the whole uh, playoffs. And um, it, it, But it, it's interesting. I heard that quote and it, it resonated because it's absolutely true The and you want to be good in the regular season. You want to have home court uh, throughout the playoffs because, honestly, last year if we didn't have the better seed than uh, Milwaukee, I'm not sure we're playing in the NBA Finals, but I uh, just wanted to add that caveat. No, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think that – what do I think? I think you're right, and I think that's why you have teams like the Warriors come out and win right. because they have Steph, you know, because they have one of the best players ever. Um, you don't see that with the teams like for whatever. I mean, Durant's been hurt, et cetera. But um, that's I think something that comes to my mind is something like the Heat. You had the Heat make the, the finals two years ago. They didn't have a LeBron. They didn't have an Anthony Davis. They kind of got whooped. Yep. So 
Uh, yeah, and, you know, you're, you're, I, like, I like the reality check. Um, and I guess to even count, like, counter the counter is what I love to see is we have Tatum averaging 30-plus points. Mm-hmm. We also have Brown averaging 26. So it's like, you know, we have two high-power guys. Um, and I like this quote from Brown. He said in the Wizards game when Tatum was out, um, and he dropped 36, he said, you know, even though our big dog was out, we have to be able to maintain our level of play. So I think they're up for the challenge. I mean, I love this top seven. They got experience. I love the, the different pieces that we can add in. It's, it's not, oh, man, the bench players are in. We're about to get real whooped for 10 minutes. And that's not this team. So I'm excited to see, um, you know, see Tatum and Brown really rise into that superstar role. I'm excited to see people like a Brogdon, like a Smart, rise up to that, that higher level. Mm-hmm. And I hope, let's hope we're hot. Let's hope we're uh, this hot in April. Let's hope we're this hot in, in May. So that's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, it's... It's always interesting because <clears throat> we definitely have the depth that if a Jalen Brown or Tatum go out for an extended period of time, that we'll be fine in the long run as long as it's you know not catastrophic and is a season ender. But um, it will be interesting to see that when the playoffs come and we'll be right there, what Jalen and Jason do because. G, uh, Jason kind of fell flat in the in the finals. Jalen definitely played well. It's uh, these guys have a lot of experience in the playoffs now. Both Tatum and Brown went to the Eastern Conference Finals in their respective rookie seasons, so th- there's there is that experience that hopefully in the long run will will pay off. And I think honestly losing in the finals last year is a silver lining or silver lining for that rather is that they know what it takes now to be a champion. You know, they saw what the warriors did. They know what they did not do enough of. And I think in the long run, that's going to hurt them or help them rather than hurt them. Um, That's my two cents on it. I think we have, I, I think, you know, we have the best record right now. We'll see how sustainable that can be in the long run. No, and I think, like you said before, Boston is a, a record schmecker type of place. We want the championship, so so we'll uh, we'll see we'll see what 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 uh, the rest of the year brings. So good, it's going to be good to get Robert Williams back, and then I just it's just a fun team to watch. I think it's fun when you have lovable athletes and, and these guys. I think everyone loves. I agree. So no, I had that little tidbit. Uh, if you look about Steph and Draymond, do you know what I'm referring to there? Uh, I'm actually not. I, I would love for you to uh, enlighten us because guess what? We are not on a time limit. Oh, we are not. On it. Should we just wait five minutes? How, how are you doing, Kev? We were just talking about our lives. No, but um, <laughs> so I love this. Um, I know Draymond gets a lot of heat. Uh, he gets a lot of hate and a lot of it deserves. You no, know, no. Like like we said before, we're big nice guy people. We're not big mean guy people uh, over on the Buzz Talk. We like nice folk. Well, we like the real folk, and I think Draymond keeps it real. He has a temper. But no, so they were um, – I don't know who they're playing. I'm not, I'm not going to look it up. But uh, the other day, they were playing someone uh, towards the end of the game, and someone yammed, and Draymond was just started dancing. Like, he got out – like, he was, he was dancing. He stepped on the court. He was on the bench, um, and he's doing a little jig. And the ref teed him up. Like, he wasn't anywhere near the play. He was no, – no, nothing um, – No fun league. What would you call it? No – yeah, oh, yeah, the no fun league. He wasn't any – I guess, well, that would be the NFL, the Ackerman. But no, he. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that kind of is too with the no celebrations. That's that's just that. Yeah, that crap. It is. Is the stupidest. You can't stuff dunk ever. through the uh, no, field goal um, post anymore. Yeah, it's, it's so dumb. But I actually want to get to that in a minute. But um, 
No, so Draymond's doing his jig, gets teed up. He's like, the whole team's like, what the heck? And so 10 seconds later, it might have been a minute later, who knows, but the Warriors score again, and Steph just runs on the court from the bench and just starts dancing, and Steph gets <laughs> and Steph gets teched up too. Uh, so I thought that was hilarious. I mean, they're I, I, I mean, they kind of have that bond like you and I. I mean, right. they're boys. They've been boys. You know, you and I have known each other for twenty years. It's like I, lo- I just kind of love to see them uh, stand up for their guys, and it was hilarious. So I love that. And no, tell me a little bit about this, um, or tell me your opinions. I think that's so stupid checking a dude up for dancing when he's not even on the court. I, I mean, I guess maybe if it's sort of excessive or something, but I think the, um, I think the the lack of kind of freedom in celebrating this is America. I feel like the lack of freedom in celebrating um, in the NBA and in the NFL is so lame. It's like I, I want people. To, I think it's fun and it brings people in when you do crazy dances. So who knows? Yeah, you know. First, I want to touch on Draymond. You you brought up a good point about him being real. I think he's just unapologetically himself to a T and I really respect that out of him. Sure. He can get carried away, but we're human. I I think that's no one's perfect in this life. And I I definitely admire Draymond. There's times and situations where I want to be more of my true self and I'm definitely more reserved in certain situations over others. So uh, that's definitely something respectable. And uh, as, as far as the celebrations go, I think as they're like as long as they're not disrespectful or like profanity, um, I don't see an issue. Like at the end of the day, like athletes are in the entertainment business. Not that I want that, right? I don't want staging or anything like that. But uh, yeah, as long as it's not disrespectful to other people or cultures or whatever it may be, I think the the t- you know tidiness of these these refs and all that is is a little overboard and i mean refs in general when they control the outcome of a game is is where it gets to be crossing a line as for the celebrations and stuff i mean why does it matter let them do them what they need to do and um that's really all i have to say on that i got you i'm i'm just i'm thinking i'm so terrified of Speak. I, mean, I feel like I've been speaking to this mic slightly to the left, and after my bad week, everyone knows if you listened last week, you probably turned it off because you couldn't hear me. Um, I'm just terrified. But no, I, yeah, it's just something like, it, it, I, I think I also heard one of the announcers say something like, you have the rules, and then you have like the interpretation of the rules, and right. hopefully that guy, hopefully that ref went to bed and was kind of like, yeah, maybe I was a little bit lame there. Because um, that's what... What what are sports if not the amazing things that happen? Like the good plays. That's why we watch sports. We don't watch sports for boring plays. Right. And then you know how hyped up the athletes get, how hyped up the fan base gets. So that was my take on that. And um, no, with the you never want the refs to the refs. Yeah, they're they're extremely important and good refs are worth their weight in gold. But it's they're not parents. You know, they're not, no. they shouldn't be grounding people for having fun. So and I think I think obviously you know football for whatever reason isn't having that problem um, in the sense that. You talk about the viewership. I saw those viewership stats too. I think some the the like you said, what was the it? Cowboys the Cowboys and Giants, broke, broke yeah. the record all time. Which I, is I crazy. saw something like the the Pats Vikings is right up there. Um, all those three games are right up there. But um, you have things like MLB. People are calling it boring. It's like bring some fun into sports. Let people dance. Yeah, There's you more, gotta, more means for us. And the NBA has actually been pretty good about being progressive in the entertainment side of things in sports. Um, and Hopefully the MLB finds a way to do that as well. I think shortening the game and all that will help for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then to be devil's advocate, right? Like to be in a referee in any professional sports, I mean, yeah, you get paid 
a lot of money to do it, but I take the money out of every situation because people are human, whether you're rich, poor, you know, middle class, whatever, they're going to be on not, you know, on nationally televised games, you know, the whole world watching and, and judging. So no one's perfect. It all goes back to that statement. Like they have a very hard job and they're always, they're getting, <laughs> we literally have the ability to show an instant replay 30 seconds after the play happened, if not less. And, you know, they have to make a decision in, you know, milliseconds, you know, they can't, the, the bad refs are the ones that, that wait and ponder and still make the wrong call. If you make the, you know, if you make the call right away, in my eyes, there's more leeway for you to, to make an incorrect call, but people want to know. I mean, it's that instant uh, stimulation uh, from a viewer's perspective that people like. And I think that's the whole part of sports too, though, is the refs adding a human element to it. Like if baseball were to go to robots uh, strike zone and stuff like that, where if it's not in a specific zone and like, there's no human element and that's what makes sports itself too. Right. No, I, I think so. And I like the, I like the, the devil's advocate. I always like checking myself. And I think that um, I also have to realize these people are getting screamed at. I mean, I think, I think maybe, maybe, um, maybe outside of football coaches yelling at refs, it's like the, who, who do I saw, who do I see screaming? Who do I see? I don't know if it was the, the Cowboys. It was, no, it was Brian Dayball. What was just screaming? His head, his head it, got the, so red. It was the Giants who head was coach. It? Wait. Okay, it was the Giants. That, I knew it was that game because, yeah, well, I, I know the Rams coach. It wasn't him, but he was screaming. Yeah, it was and it's crazy. like, so to go back and support the refs, um, you know, those blame <laughs> parents sometimes. Like, yeah, if you're getting screamed at, I'm sure, I'm sure it can get a lot. So, yeah. Um, but no, I thought, I thought that was funny. But I think that that covers it up for the sports segment of this show. Uh, I thought we, I thought that went very well, honestly. Um, that's for the listeners to decide. But I'm liking this new platform, to be honest, just to to give a little self-reflection here. This has been uh, this has been a breath of fresh air, if, uh, if I don't say so myself. No, I think it's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm happy to be seeing you, be talking to you. I just need to get freaking back to Seattle because I'm at home with my parents. And I don't know if it's their internet or what, but but I'm glad you're staying. When we've been lagging a little bit and Kevin's voice is getting funny. And, and I'm like, hopefully he's just staying with it because uh, it's it been it's honestly. Reset, yeah, but. it's honestly been better than last week, but. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. That's why we move out of our parents' houses, right? Uh, we try, we try. But this moves us into our last segment together. Uh, before we hop into the last segment of the show with Connor Meehan and our week NFL thirteen picks, uh, Matt, I got five non-sport questions for you. Um, I was trying to name the segment. I couldn't think of anything creative. That's a lot of questions. It is. Um, and you can elaborate as little or as much as you want. Um, but I think it's important that the viewers get to know who you are. Uh, I definitely think you're an interesting cat. I've known you for a long time. And honestly, these are questions that I'm kind of excited to ask you because truthfully, I don't really know the answers to them. Uh, and I have not shown you these answers. Correct. Can you confirm? No, Kevin goes, oh, I put the questions on uh, our notes. And I was like, well, I'm just going to know the questions now. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, no, uh, I like this. I think, no, it's good to get, get people to know us. I think that's part of part of enjoying the pod is, is uh, kind of building a relationship with the people on the pod. So, And with that, without without interrupting Kev too much, 
We love you guys. We want to see the comments. We want to see the feedback. We want to, uh, I think 2023, we're going to work on ways to get you guys involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, some shout outs and things. So just let us go to work and we're going to go to work for you, but back to you, Kev. Yeah. Uh, to piggyback on what Matt said, we definitely, if you guys have any creative ideas or want to come on the show, please feel free. I mean, we, Matt and I haven't had as many guests on yet because we kind of want to get the foundation of this correct as we move forward. Not to say we haven't because we have, but uh, we're definitely have some big things uh, that we want to get out to you guys in 2023. So um, I feel like this podcast has been going very well. I'm enjoying it. I know Matt is. And at the end of the day, that's really what we do it for, for enjoyment. And hopefully you guys do too, but let's get this moving. Uh, Matt. Hey, we're not on time limit. No time limit anymore. There is, yeah, there is no time limit, but I'm, I'm just excited to be honest. Um, shoot, I'm nervous. All right. Number one, what's the favorite, your favorite place you've ever visited? My favorite place I've ever visited. I should have known it was going to be something like this. So I'm really lucky. I actually haven't, I've only been abroad a couple times. I'm, I'm supposed to go to Europe next year, which I'm really excited about, but I'm a tree hugger. I'm a nature guy. I've been fortunate enough to go to the Rocky Mountains. I've been for, I live out in Seattle. I've been fortunate enough to go to those mountains, Mount Rainier, Mount Baker. I've been fortunate enough to go to the Big Sur Coast. My favorite place, that's what you said, my favorite place I've ever been. Yep, that you've ever visited. West Palm Beach is pretty fun because Kev's <laughs> down there. Just north. My just favorite north. place I've ever visited. My favorite place I've ever visited. It's so... I think I want to, I like visited. I like the word visited because I think there's a lot of places I've been that are really cool. Like I, I like San Francisco a lot, but I would never live in San Francisco because it is a chaotic, mm-hmm. chaotic mess. Um, sorry, San Francisco, but it's the truth. And I think you know that, but, um, oh man, I was a little, and this is such a pretentious thing to say, but I was a little disappointed in Yosemite. I thought it was cool, but, um, it died out a little bit and I need, maybe I need to do some more wild stuff out there, but, My favorite place, I, I'm going to go, I'm not trying to do some boring little stick in the mud. Something that pops into my head is I'm going to go with Olympic National Park, which is west of Seattle. And why I picked that is because it has the beach, it has snowy mountains, it has the wettest part of North America, Ho Rainforest. I think it was pretty incredible. It has where Twilight was filmed with, you know, all, huh. all, we all we love Twilight on the pod. I guess, um, I guess But so. no, I, I think it's pretty incredible because it's crazy. It's not something you really get anywhere else. You can kind of get it in Denver because um, those mountains near Denver are pretty cool. But you drive from Seattle, this huge industrial city, and you really feel like you're in a fantasy world just, just two hours in. Um, it's an absolutely massive plot of land. It's like 20 times the size of Rhode if not maybe yeah. 50 times the size Everything's of Everything's bigger than Rhode and you don't see And you don't see anyone. It's like... Yosemite, you, in Yosemite, you see they have bus loads of people getting bussed around. It's crazy. In Big Sur, there's trash and all this, all that. You get, you still kind of feel the, the uh, what's it called, San Francisco kind of chaotic, yep. the, the chaos. Mm-hmm. But this place, you literally never see anyone. You, you go all day hiking in the woods, you never see anybody. There's, there's no scary bear. I think there are some bears, but not like uh, in northern Washington. But no, before I ramble my face off, I'm going to go there because you, you can go up to this. You can literally, and it's kind of like reminds me of Southern California where people say, um, you can do the whole like ski and surf in the same day thing. It's, I can go touch snow and then I can go touch the beach and then I can go in a forest and that, like, it's just insane. Yeah. 
Um, and then I can go, go go to a brewery out because there's all these cute little towns. So I highly recommend. I love the Pacific Northwest. That's why I moved there. Get out there, people. Um, I'm gonna go with Mount. I'm gonna go with Olympic National Park. Okay, there we go. That's so tough because I love, I like I like cities too. I like I like I like New York City and I like um, I mean I like visiting you. I like I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna that's... I'm I'm gonna stop the ramble. But for me, I'll take I'll take an open field and people I love over in a lot of cases over the most beautiful place on the world by myself. Yeah. And, and it's off. funny because another question I had on there, and this is not an official question, but it was mountains or water. And I, I was like, ah, he lives up in Seattle. I know he loves to travel. So I feel like mountain would have been the answer there. And I kind of wanted something more, um, more close to you, you know, like that, that place definitely means something to you. And, uh, it's definitely cool. i I've never, I've heard of it, never researched it. So, uh, hey, we're going to get out soon though, but be careful, everybody. Unofficial question. Be careful. We might get hurt. <laughs> no, uh, that's a tricky one too. And I've actually thought about that. Like if I, you know, I'm lucky enough to get a vacation home, do I want one on the beach or do I want one in the mountains? I know both just so sick. I love just walking right. on the beach, laying in the sand and the mountain, but the mountains, I mean, I don't think you've been in like the mountains. mountains no, really. I, I, I haven't. Um, Oh, I'm excited to get you out there. It's just like, you're just like, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah. Like, this is insane. I mean, I've seen them, you um, know, I, I've, I've been to, I mean, I've seen them in LA, but other, other than that, like, those are, those are hills. Those are hills. Um, not really, but anyways, we'll move on here. Uh, what is your favorite fast food chain? My favorite fast food chain. Um, speaking about the West, I want to say in and out sucks. I, I, I actually agree. I actually do. It's so bad. I, re- I do. So I, that's, that's actually like, I've been, and I'm a, I, you know, have problems with, um, you know, being too critical, things like that. But I was so excited to try in and out and it just stunk. Did you it get it? You got an animal style though, right? I want, is that with, is that onion rings inside or was that? No. So it's the sauce they make. What? It's not on the menu. Oh yes. Yes. And maybe I, um, I'm just like yeah, sure. It's like a, it's sauce. like an orange red sauce kind of red. So I went, I went. I, with I forget a what's lo- in it. I went with a local, and which makes me think she, she had to probably recommend me get that. But that crap stunk, and it was so it was so underwhelming, and it was like, it was not as good as um, what's it called? I mean, I mean, I hate to be a hater, but it was literally like not a, it was like just as good as McDonald's. It was the same crap. I think it but, was. Um, I think it's McDonald's. As it yeah, might be not, worse for you, but, but but that's not what you asked. That's not what you asked. Um, favorite, and it's kind of funny because I'm coming out of not eating meat for like four or five years, uh, or not. I should say, I, I was eating fish. People, people yeah, you never like, make I'm it. I'm a loser. I'm a you loser. Never make this it. I'm liver king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend lives. My friend lives by him, and he sees him walk like walking around. He's not. He's, he just eats. That's the guy that just eats like meat. Yeah. Right? yeah he just he just meat came out that he did steroids. Supposedly, not surprising nice. at all, like, but. Like to see that? Hey, everyone's got their own choice. But anabolic, an, was it anabolic? What's the other one? Non-anabolic. Uh, but no, um, I just uh, I hate to say it, I feel like it's cliche, but I feel like Chick Fil A is just way too good. Yeah, I think it's way too crazy. I've never had Chick Fil A. I've had McDonald's. I'm like, oh, you've never had Chick Fil A. No, no, no. Oh, I'm you, saying you didn't like, finish that sentence. Okay. I yeah, no, I didn't finish. Um, I was saying. Actually, I can't really say this about McDonald's, but sometimes I've talked about, I'm like, this is great. Sometimes I've talked about, I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. But it's like every single time I've had Chick-fil-A, it's just so damn good. And this, I'm, I mean, everyone obviously around the country is glad they sell the sauce and the huge bottles now. But it is just, it is just so, I'm, I actually, I just looked at the screen. I'm dying. I'm just behind, behind my mic. I need to figure that out. But 
But anyways, um, I feel like I'm just going to lie to myself if I don't say Chick-fil-A. I've never had it. I've had it a lot of times. I worked at Chick-fil-A and I have never once had Chick-fil-A um, and have not been like, oh, my God, I want this. Just I want to experience this for the rest of my life. I hope it never ends. Right. Every single last bite, I cry. I cry. I love that. Okay. Next question. What's your favorite season out of the four? My favorite season. So it definitely depends on where I am. Um, nope, and, nope. It's got to be your favorite season. I'm going to give you that favorite season, but I'm saying I'm trying to make a decision here, asking these questions on the fly. No, these, because uh, in Rhode Island, obviously summer, there's no doubt about right. it. Summer's incredible. I like, I mean, the snow is beautiful, but the summer's the best. We go to the beach every day. Um, but in Atlanta, in the summer, I didn't even go outside this past summer before I moved because I literally was, it would just melt me. But no, I think, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. There's something about springtime. I, I, I want to say I love snow. I don't mind being cold. Snow is the most beautiful thing ever. But then again, when you get that first sniff of spring, that first warm day, you feel like you've been transported to a fairy tale world. I feel like hot take, like, I don't know. Summer's like, all right. And as an adult, so as a kid, summer's sickest thing in the world. Right. Obviously, you know, school. It literally feels like life's like the, the good times never going to end. But, um, but every every day with you is a good time, so they haven't ended yet. But no, it, but I feel like as an adult, some I mean, because you just work every day, summer's yeah. kind of whatever. But and then I love the I love the fall colors. I love those crispy fall days. Oh man, you gotta this pick is one. A, this is yeah. No, I'm gonna pick one. This is tough. This is tough. This is tough. I think. My, I, I, I'm, I'm a big gut guy. My, and I don't know, I don't know where this gut, this feeling is coming from, but I'm gonna go spring. Okay. I think there's something about enjoying this. I love the snow, but then just emerging into that first, like, oh, you smell the, right. the flowers yeah. and the trees. That for the first, first time. that first fresh yeah, that cut first, grass hits so yeah. different. You see the kids outside playing again, and you try not to look for too long. No, I'm joking, but um, it just it's just so it just I do I, I listen to too much uh, I listen to too much edgy pod edgy, edgy comedians, but um, and I shouldn't try to replicate every time I do I fail. But no, yeah, there's something about those first few weeks of spring where you're like, this is awesome, and everyone's having a good time. So I'm going spring. Okay, I love it. Everything starts blooming, flourishing. Uh, okay, next one. <clears throat> What's your favorite? This is a tough one. What's your favorite childhood memory? Oh, geez. Um, I sometimes I feel like I struggle to remember my childhood. I block out all the trauma. But um, let's see. My favorite childhood memory. My favorite childhood memory. It wasn't one thing I want to talk about one day is when I uh, had the Amber that called on me. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that. I, that's what I thought about, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not a favorite one. I think my, my parents probably uh were probably almost getting checked into the I was looking for it. I was looking for it. That's a that would be a good story time on. We'll have to tell that lots of things in some stories. Yeah. But um my favorite childhood memory, my favorite childhood memory, if I didn't waste the whole goddamn thing playing playing uh, video games. Okay. I have good times popping in my head, I have good times surging ahead. What is my age limit? Anything. It does not matter. No limitations yeah, here. That's not helpful. Um, oh, man. Okay. Because I'm thinking sports, and not just because we're buzzing, but I'm thinking sports are pretty cool. Winning some championships. I'm having some of these, these game-winning hits popping or game-winning strokes on the tennis court for the state championships popping in my head. Um, what else? Kind of just those 
it, childhood to me is so weird. And I think, I think, and I'm not going to ramble too much, but it's like I played basketball with a nice fella named Cam Conji last week. And I was Good telling him, I'm, I'm bigger than him now. I'm taller than Fan him. Fan of the so Buzz Talk me. and a former oh, guest of Buzz Talk. Former, maybe future, um, everyday good guy. Everyday good guy. But no, guy. I, I was telling him, I'm just like, I remember being a kid and thinking that yeah, you're just a monster, just some big, you know, big kid. I was, holy cow, this dude's huge. I just yamming on people. And then I'm, now I'm just larger than him. And it's like so weird because you're like, oh, I'm never going to be. You're larger than him. Oh, I'm guy. getting him on here. I'll get him on here and we'll. Uh... No, I mean, I stood next to him. Did he, did he literally fade away in my face and I had no defense for it? Yes. But am <laughs> I, maybe it's because I'm a little overweight or something. But no, like, I'm just like, those sort of things, it's like, one weird thing, like you watch TV and they show your show at, like one thing for me was, and now I'm rambling, but it's like one thing for me was um, you watch your show, like I'd watch Avatar, The Last Airbender every day at like 3 p.m. And then they stop showing it because a new show comes out and they start showing out like 10 p.m. Right. or whatever, but you don't realize that as a kid. So you're like, oh, I guess the sh- I guess they just don't make that show anymore. Right. But it's like, no, like like things like that where like you're so dumb as a kid. Um, one thing that cracks me up one more is... I go to hibachi and I get the um, the yum yum sauce yeah. and I thought that was like just made in that one that one hibachi <laughs> restaurant. They didn't make. I and thought that I go, too. Actually. And I realized like I, I realized in high school they just sell it in like big vats yeah. at Shaw, like yeah. at the grocery store. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. But oh man, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna because I'm I'm blessed to to think about um, be able to have a bunch of stuff to choose from. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go sporty, and it's kind of. I, I maybe it's maybe I wish I had a, a, a better family life. I'm gonna go sporty, and me and Justin Barenbeck. You might have not heard that name in a while, a, a long time. We won the freshman. We helped our team win the freshman state tennis championship, and we were it was back and forth game, back and forth game. We went three sets, a best of or a best of three, and. There's just one hit where the my the, the other team hits the ball over and it's just out of reach and I just it's just wrong concrete I just dive I go parallel to the ground lay out with my racket out and I just get it back over and I had my brother watching I had the whole rest of the team watching because we were the last match it's best of seven yeah. best of seven matches yeah. and so we have just a bunch of people watching everyone just erupts. I just go hug Justin. Like, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and to get that, and I think Milton made the championship a few times, could never get it. And just to be able to do that and then have everyone, then I look to my right. So I hug Justin. I look to my right. The gate opens to the tennis court and just the boys come flooding That's in. Nice. The boys just, just, the boys grab me. The boys, we just go crazy. I was probably sick. Um, yeah, you're probably sick. But we'll get into that. We'll get, I want to get into some Kev lore, some Kev history um, on some of these episodes. But, no, probably that, and then um, just to have our, our high school teacher Kevin Lendrum the next day, or to, to that was, and then I then I got the um, he didn't. Now what am I saying? He didn't say that. I got he printed out this quote for me. I got interviewed, and I said, they said, how would that feel? I said it was a bar fight out there, bar fight. <laughs> and so um, I made it. I made the front page of the of the Rhode Island News, um, and it just said it was a bar fight, Matt Violet. And um, I need to actually go find that online and print That's that out. That's pretty incredible. But, yeah, so that, I'll, I'll go up there. With, I'll go with that one. But I need to think about that. Um, all right. Well, last but not least, do you believe that aliens are real? Yeah, I think we're dumb to, to not think aliens are real. Um, I don't know if you realize how many. So we're, we're and I'm going to get, Mur, hopefully Murph's not listening. Told me he doesn't listen. So I think we need to earn back his viewership. That's tough. But, That's um, tough. Yeah, no, we'll get him back. We'll get him back. But um if you think about how many stars there That's are... That's actually not true, so, but... 
what that's not tough that Murph doesn't listen it's to not true. yeah that's not true I... yeah no I actually not the biggest Murph fan um <laughs> he's kind of rude if you know Connor Murphy out there kind of rude not that hard of a worker um kind of generally unpleasant but anyways rude guy, that's for <laughs> yeah, sure yeah notoriously rude guy um but anyways nice nice family though great great family, family. a1 but anyways um the yeah if you think about there's there's I don't, I don't even know what the number is I, I want to throw out the t the trillion word you think about there's billions of stars, and we're, I don't think we're—I don't think Earth is a star. I think we're planets. But you think about there's billions and billions of stars, and then there's like—I don't—I think—I think I'm being stupid by saying millions. I think it's trillions of stars, and then billions of Earth-like, like you know, planet type of right. things where some aren't some aren't going to sustain life. Like we have, you know, um, you know, Jupiter and Venus and all these like kind of gaseous planets and things that a human type of of, of you know organism couldn't live on. If you extend that to and, and i know we're finding more and more earth-like planets where life could potentially exist every year if you think um you know that we're the only ones out there then you're an idiot and it's crazy because it's crazy what's trippy to me I, I i like these and we need to i guess we have no time limit why not keep asking the trippy stuff uh in the future yeah i mean it's, this, crazy to it's, think it's about, a loaded like, question because that's something we could probably spend a whole episode talking yeah, about yeah. but I, more so and you're you're right it's, i'm in agreement it's, with it's crazy you. to do you no, think there's ever been that, that, to to go I'm more? Dis, you're fine. To, to go more descriptive, like, do you think there's ever been aliens on Earth? And obviously, aliens are people not from this Earth. Because um, I do think there's, <laughs> I, I do think there's there are living organisms out there. I'm not sure they're as intelligent or if not more intelligent than humans. But like, do you think that there's a possibility they've ever been on Earth? Alluding to what you might have been talking about, I think it is so gosh darn weird how we call immigrants aliens. Right. That's the weirdest right. thing. Right, it is crazy. But I guess formalities, that's so strange. But uh, we, we should update that. But um, no, I think, I think I, I was going to say it's crazy to think how there's good chance that there's and, – and who knows? So I guess I have a couple things going on in my mind. So it's crazy to think that there's another Kevin Matt. Maybe not a Kevin Matt, but there's other people making a podcast, you know, seven trillion planets away something <laughs> like that um that probably sitting at a table because you think about you think about i feel like i'm the a grits and trig podcast the, yeah the beach is <laughs> you think about tuzbach you think about tuzbach is uh you think about tuzbach <laughs> maybe the name of the episode tuzbach but um <laughs> you think about tuzbach being made somewhere and so I feel like because I'm a big big science guy, I love the old science. I think that that the aliens. So you you asked me a question. You asked me have aliens visited Earth? I don't think they have. I don't think aliens have visited Earth. I don't think there's any. I'd have to. I know, and I know a lot of these like UFO tapes and things recently about like the CIA and stuff have been um, have been released or leaked or whatever. But I don't think aliens have visited i don't think there's concrete enough evidence i think it's maybe more likely that like we are identifying other planets out there in the universe that could be potentially um like earth-like right. i think that's what they call right. it i think it's probably more likely that other alien species has identified earth as like oh maybe this maybe right this kind of has just not the like technology to get here and vice versa yeah no but i also i love i love the possibilities i think so i think um I feel like one really solid thing in science that we've, we've kind of like agreed upon is that 
like living organisms need, I'm going to try not to get too crazy boring science, but like living organisms need like oxygen and they're made up of like carbon and you have like these, these elements yeah, that, that, are that make up yeah. like life. And I think that, um, you know, whether it's a dog or a cat or an elephant, like they're all, we're all kind of made up of the same elements. And I think that like the laws of physics and I think that um, chemistry and those sort of things are like consistent no matter if you're six trillion planets away or not. There's going to be things like gravity and stuff that's different. But I think that like the makeup of life is going to be the same. And so to think that um, if those elements exist somewhere on like one of those Earth-like planets, then I feel like it's ignorant to think that life isn't going to – oh, life um, doesn't exist elsewhere. But, but, but my, last, my last statement there would be um, I think there is some pretty cool stuff that I should read more about because it's pretty cool. Um, there's some pretty – fascinating stuff around like how slim the fact that we are here mm. or the, the fact that like we are able to thrive as a, right. as a, um, as a society, as, as a, as a race and all the other living beings on earth. It's like something like if earth was like 10 degrees hotter, we'd all be yeah. dead. You know, if earth was 20 degrees colder, we'd all be dead. It, it's like literally just perfect. And that's why I think we have these other billions of planets out there that are not, that probably don't have life on them. But um, given like the, the absolute, immensity i don't know if that's a word just how incredibly large yeah. the the um the universe is i feel like it'd be crazy i think there isn't another planet with some some boys on it I some agree. boys and girls some on boys it. boys and girls well matt i i appreciate it that i think that's the most you've talked uh on one episode we're about we got an hour in just ourselves we got another 30 minutes with with meat coming up uh i'm digging this i think I think there's some stuff we can improve on and, you know, we'll talk about that off air, but I think there's a lot of things that went well and not to constantly reflect on, on our podcast yeah, while you recording. Look, you look crazy if you do that. But no, I, I think this is exciting. You know, it's to me, at least as we keep growing this uh, week by week, it's always fun to, uh, to see, to, to push ourselves and do new things and, um, that's where the listeners support means that much. And we, we really like truly, when I say this, I want people's feedback, good or bad, or, you know, constructive criticism is more welcome than, than just the, the flaky support. Just kidding. It, oh, whoa, whoa. No, I think, I think we should get some, maybe you should start doing this in our, um, cause Kevin does a lot of work for this. Mm-hmm. I'm just a pretty face that's not true. and a bad voice. Kevin consistently sounds better than me, but, um, you should put maybe in like the all caps or maybe not all caps, who knows, but in the Spotify description, and Apple music and stuff like ask us, ask us a question. Maybe we have our email yeah. or they can DM me and, on Instagram and, or whatever. Yeah. And that might, and we, cause I love, I love to field people's questions. Yeah. That would be awesome. And, uh, I think once we start promoting on social media, which we plan to do in the next month or so, um, that's when we'll, we'll get it going. So, uh, definitely all very exciting. Uh, Matt, this is always once again, been a blast. Same time next week, everybody stay tuned for me and an I segment on NFL thir- week 13 pickums. Matt, any last closing remarks? No, such a pleasure. Like you said, thank you for having me. New software is cool. I'm excited to get back to Seattle with some real internet with, uh, non- I, I, we're not going to release this, um, so it sounds like we're not going to do some of the video, but my mic is literally attached to a paper towel roll. And so, but, but so I, Kevin is Kevin is literally talking to a roll of paper towels on the camera right now, um, which I keep forgetting, so I feel bad about. But no, thank you guys for your support. 
Um, we want to look for ways to get everyone involved and make this fun because um, it's so much fun for us. So we're all, I feel like we're like I feel like it's like not fair. Like we're having so much fun, it's not fair. Yeah. Like we need to you know we need to be bringing the fun to something. I else. agree. So, um, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving and I'm looking forward to December. Um, hope everyone has a great December. All right, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Week 13 NFL Pick'ems. Got Connor Meehan with me as always. Connie, how are we feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling good, Kev. Um, great long weekend of football. Mm-hmm. football in college from Thursday through Sunday. Just tons of good football. So it uh, doesn't get much better than that. You know, good week to relax, kick back and, and watch football. So I'm, I'm doing well. How about you? Good. Can't complain. Uh, back on the grind, um, getting back into a routine. Last week was uh, a bit slow on the work front, so definitely not slow on the sports side. Um, obviously, a tough Pat's loss. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It, mm-hmm. was, uh, it was pretty relaxing, um, you know, pretty pretty chill, but pretty much sat, sat and watched uh, – both NFL and and the uh, Egg Bowl, the uh, Egg Bowl. That was very surprising. They played on on Thanksgiving. I don't know if that's a tradition or not. I think they've done it in the past. Yeah, but uh, tough, tough on this loss. But they, uh, they Chad Chad Kelly won uh, the CFL Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't know that. I uh, I didn't know he was still playing. The uh, old Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, he. Uh, I guess he came in for the starter. The starter got hurt, led them on a touchdown drive, and uh, won it for him. So, old Miss cool. alum doing uh, some good stuff out there in yep. North America. But on a other note, uh, the reason we're here, Connor uh, goes ten and six this past week. Uh, he where'd you get me this week? Was it? Uh, I got you in two games. I got you. I picked the Steelers over the Colts, and I picked the Raiders over the. Uh, um, I'm, 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 I'm Seahawks. Yep. And then uh, I and picked you, the Jets. You picked the Bears. So that didn't was even a, want, didn't even want to take that pick. But that I, was a gimme. Yeah, Connor was uh was begging me to 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 change his pick. I said no. I gotta I gotta play dirty now. I mean, there's no. There's no margin for error. So uh, maybe if I was up, yeah, sure. I'd be more inclined to to give you the benefit of the doubt. But no, um, I'm glad I'm glad you said no, because I uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I knew there was zero chance the Bears were winning. So it was just one of those things that as soon as Fields went out, I kind of wish I could go back in time. But I, I'm glad I'm glad we didn't flip them. Yeah, de- decent week of football last week, too. But uh, looking ahead to this slate, uh, 15 games. Two teams on a bye. I believe this might be the last week of bye weeks or maybe next week. I think so, yeah, because it might be next week because I'm in a league, one of my leagues, and fantasy starts playoffs after week 14. That would make sense. I guess they all do, yeah. Um, But we'll start it off uh, Thursday night game. It feels like uh, a short week for the Patriots, although it's not. They will be at home at 6-5 and five, coming off, off a loss to the Vikings. Hosting the eight and three Buffalo Bills, the Patriots will be wearing their retro red throwback uniforms. Always love that. Uh, but Connor, I'll, I'll let you start. Who are you going with here? Are you going to be a homer? Or? 
or lean the other way. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't go against the Patriots. So I'm taking the Patriots to get one done here. Um, I think they know what's in front of them. I think they know. I I believe that last game was a good game uh, for them. You know, offensively, they they didn't give up a kick return. Hunter Henry's catch was a touchdown. That was a good ball by Mac Jones to Nelson Aguilar in the corner. If he could make a, a single big catch in his life, mm. it's a very different ball game. So um, I like they, they deserve to win that game. Actually, they didn't deserve to, but they should have won that game. Mm. Um, I like them. They've got to win four of these next six to get to 10 uh, wins. And I believe that'll get them in. So I, I think this is is one that they, it's kind of a, a must win. And I'd like them to get it done. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm on the bills. Um I think as as good as their offense showed, they're still putrid in the red zone. They can't convert to touchdowns. Um, yeah, the Hunter Henry play absolutely could have changed the way you played the rest of the game, but you still lose 33-30 if you give them the four extra points. I just think this team's undisciplined. I don't think this team is, is that great, and your margin of error – has to be better. You have to do the right things right and not get penalties. And I just don't see that. Our offensive line is, although it was better, um, it was a lot better. And hopefully Andrews is back for this game. I believe he is. But uh, not to get too deep into it. Anyways, I, I like the Bills here. I think they're the more talented team. I do know there's an illness going around in the locker room for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not going to be a homer here. I hope I'm wrong. Last time I, I faded the Patriots, I was uh, I was incorrect against the Jets. I don't feel that way this week. I don't think the Patriots are good enough to beat the Bills. You have to get up early against this Buffalo Bills team and not have Josh Allen with the ball in his hands to uh, win the game late. So that's, that's my pick. Um, I think it'll be close, but I, I do think the Bills pull it out. Yeah, I, I think Bill makes an adjustment after getting absolutely steamrolled in the playoffs last year. I don't think he's going to let that fly again. So I mean, I like yeah, so. and you're absolutely right. You bring up a good point of we have to take the next four out of six. Obviously, you point to Arizona and uh, Las Vegas. Vegas, those are two must wins. It comes gotta down take to one from Buffalo. Gotta yes, take one. you do, and this would be the the best spot to do it instead of week uh, 18 on the road. And then you got to split. Got to beat Miami or. uh, Or, I mean, Cincinnati seems like the game you have to win, right? Although it'll be interesting because Miami has a hard schedule to end the year too, debatably harder than than our schedule. So um, a lot of scoreboard watching. I wish that we didn't have to, but that's the the state we're in. But to move on uh, to the Sunday slate. We'll start it off. Pittsburgh Steelers going into Atlanta. The Steelers improved to four and seven with a Monday night win against the Colts. The Falcons lose to the Washington Commanders, putting them at five and seven and still only half a game out uh, in the loss column to the Bucks in that division. Everyone is under 500. Uh, I'll start us off, Connor. I like the Falcons here at home. Uh, I think the Steelers can make this interesting. This is kind of a pick 'em in my head, but uh, I like to lean towards the home team here. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, picked them last week. They got one done in a pick them. I actually didn't watch the game last night, so I don't know how they played. I know Najee Harris got hurt. I don't know how mm-hmm. serious that is. That definitely hurts, but um, I like them to to get one done here. They seem to win these games that they, you know, that they could. They mm-hmm. always win these, so um, I like them to get one. Here on the road, the Falcons don't don't impress me whatsoever. Yeah, they have a chance for the division, but it's the Bucks division. They're going to win it at okay. eight and nine. So. There you go. Uh, mo- eight and nine. I love it. Moving on, <clears throat> Green Bay Packers uh, coming off a loss Sunday night against the Eagles. They are at four and eight. Rodgers leaves the game early. Um, looks like he'll be good to be back facing the Chicago Bears. <clears throat> Doesn't not sure where Justin Fields stands in being a- available for this game. Uh, they did lose with Nathan Peterman starting against the Jets, the Mike White show. Um, I'm going Packers was, here. Go ahead. Sorry, I thought it was Trevor Simeon. Or, or it was Trevor Simeon. You're right. He he was going to be a late scratch, and then he start ended up starting. Yeah. Regardless, if it's not Justin Fields, I don't want it. Therefore, I'm going Packers. Yeah, me too. Even if Jordan Love's out there, I still like them. You know, if Justin Fields is playing and Jordan Love's playing, it, it might be might be closer. But I think uh, if Justin Fields is not, they're not going to rush him back. They have nothing to play for this year um, other than just getting him reps. So if he's not healthy, they're not going to push it. Uh, even if Jordan Love's out there, um, I, I like the Packers to get it done. Okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a heroic win against the Ravens at home, 4-7. and seven traveling into Detroit, Detroit coming off a very close Thanksgiving loss to the Bills. Uh, Connor, I'll let you take the reins with this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going with Detroit, and I think I you, you have to like what you see from both teams. Um, Detroit over a longer stretch of games, but Jacksonville in this last game uh, beating the Ravens. But I really like the Lions, and I was really hoping they pulled it out. Um, I, I like the way that their offense looks. I thought they made some timely, you know, defensive stops, but ultimately they got beat by arguably the best team in the NFL. And, you know, that was coming after uh, three straight wins. So um, yep. I like the Lions here to get it done against, uh, you know, a close team at, at overall talent. At home. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm in agreement with you. I, I like the Lions here as well. Um, great game out of Trevor Lawrence uh, coming back and winning that game. Uh, that definitely gives Duval County some hope moving forward. Hopefully he can, morph into the guy that they drafted first overall a few years ago. However, I like this Lions team. I think their offense is um, is better than average. It's a good offense. Defense has been the issue this year. Uh, but I just like what the Lions are doing, and I, th- I expect them to win uh, this game, plain and simple. Um, moving on, a interesting game. New York Jets, 7-4. and four. Uh, Going into Minnesota, obviously Minnesota winning on Thanksgiving night. Uh, they're at nine and two. Um, definitely should give Minnesota the respect that they've earned. However, people still are not as high on them as uh, where their ceiling is. Uh, I like them this game. I think uh, their offense is very good. I think Kirk Cousins is an above average quarterback. Uh, their secondary is definitely banged up. So I think this game will be close. I think the Jets defense, which is elite, will keep it close, but ultimately too much firepower in Minnesota. I like uh, the Vikings to pull it out. Yeah, I was really torn on this. I think I went back and forth a couple of times. Actually, I I, I like 
I can really see the Jets winning this game. I think that the defense, if there's going to be a team that holds the Vikings, you know, offense in, in check, it, it might be the Jets. Patriots couldn't do it, but um, I think there's a chance the Jets could. Um, so I can see this being another one score game, potentially on the last drive of the game type, you know, type win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like the Vikings here as well. Okay. Washington commander seven and five uh, have the third wild card spot in the NFC. Uh, and the team above them is the New York giants at seven and four. I'll let you uh, go ahead with this one. Yeah. Another really tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of tough ones in this game. Uh, and this week, um, I should say, I really don't feel strongly about either one of these teams as far as like who I, I think is the overwhelming favorite. Um, so I'm I'm strictly I think you did this. I'm going to go with the home team. Um, I'm going to go with the New York Giants here. I've been high on the commanders. I love them. I love Tyler uh, Taylor Heineke, but um, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Giants here. Just really a gut feeling. Okay. Uh Due to the lack of performance from Saquon these past few games and their defense is very banged up as well as their wide receivers have. Um, I like, I like the commies here. I like the grit that they bring to the table. Um, Ron Rivera has been coaching his ass off and not to say day ball isn't, I think this is like you said, a, a pick them game and I don't feel strong about either decision here. But I think this is going to be a, a grinded out game, and maybe that even favors the the Giants. But uh, it just feels like a spot that the Commanders come into New York and MetLife and and steal one on the road. So uh, I'm going to fade you there, um, and I, I I do like Washington in this spot, uh, and I think they would leapfrog them in the division if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, Tennessee Titans seven and four. Against the ten and one Philadelphia Eagles, Titans losing uh, the only matchup that consisted of uh, two playoff teams. Well, that's not necessarily true. Patriots and Vikings were, but um, two in the same conference, I guess. Anyways, uh, going into Philly, who do you like here, Connor? Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Philly, but it's not an easy one either. Well, it was kind of easy, but. I can very much see the other side. I, I feel like the Titans historically under the Mike Brabel era have done a really good job coming off a loss. Uh-huh. That's what good teams do. And I think the Titans are a good team top to bottom. Um, but I think the Eagles team is different. I don't think they're going to be able to stop the offense. Um, they beat you on the ground. They beat you in the air when they need to. So uh, I'm going to go with Philly here as well. Yeah, I think you make a great point. They beat you in a lot of different ways. And uh, the Titans, I mean – they're good. Like they're a good team, whether you want to admit it or not, whether they have the talent or not, but they're a very well-coached team, good to average talent, but great coaching can always uplift uh, those issues. Uh, However, I I do like Philly at home. Um, I think Tennessee gets slept on a lot as they probably should, but I don't think they're scrubs. And I think they're a team that you don't really want to play in the playoffs because they're going to be gritty and, uh, they're going to make you earn a win. However, I think Philly can do enough to win this game, although their past few wins have not been as impressive as they were to begin the year. Um, I just like Philly in the spot uh, regardless, just solely based on talent. Yeah, I think uh, I think in watching the game too, I think the announcer in the titans uh, Bengals game, that's the game we got in Rhode Island, the regional game, don't have red zone. But they said something like the Titans really belong in the AFC North. Like they mm-hmm. 
same style of football, ground and yep. gritty, you know, in your face type, uh, you know, ground just running game. Yep. And, and really, you know, play you hard all the time. So I, I related to that. I think uh I think they're just they're gonna win that division with ease. Yeah, ag- agreed. I mean, the Colts losing too last week uh doesn't doesn't uh contest the Titans in any way. Uh, the Denver Broncos three and eight, uh, we have had our off air talks of Russell Wilson. I'm sick of him. I, I don't even know. I don't know who to blame him or hack it more, but that thing is a dumpster fire going into a Baltimore Ravens team coming off a tough loss. Um, all of their losses, they've come in the fourth quarter by leading by nine or more points. That's, that's gotta be pretty concerning for Ravens fans. Um, I like the Ravens in this spot. I just think I will never pick Russell Wilson to win a game this year until I see otherwise. I just can't do it. I get too frustrated watching this guy play. He's very cringy, and his play has just been horrible. He has the worst red zone offense only behind the Patriots. Um which is pretty pathetic, but uh, I like the Ravens here uh, to win this pretty fairly easy. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say except Russ is terrible. Um, This year they're, they're on pace for the worst offense in franchise history. Enough said uh, Ravens won't even have to score 20 points to win this game. So give me the Ravens at home. There you go. Uh, An interesting game. Uh, Deshaun Watson makes his return uh, for the Cleveland Browns at four and seven coming off a win. Uh, at home against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into the worst team in the NFL, the one nine and one Houston Texans. They started Kyle Allen last week, did not understand that move, but nonetheless, here we are. Um, I like Deshaun to come back and, and put it, put it to uh, his former team that drafted him. Uh, I just think the Texans talent wise are, are as bad as it gets. So easy pick for me. Yeah, me too. I think easiest picks of the week back to back. Um, yep. no idea what you're, what to expect from Deshaun Watson. I don't want to see him succeed at all. Um, to be honest with you, he doesn't deserve to be playing football. It's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's playing and he's obviously a talented football player. So don't even really need to see anything impressive out of him to get a win. All um, right. Rounds on the road. Don't turn the ball over, you'll win. Yeah. Uh the four o'clock slate. Seattle Seahawks losing an overtime game to the Raiders, six and five, going into the three and eight Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Matthew Stafford, not sure if he'll be back. Uh, Bryce Perkins had his first career start last week. Uh, Rams are just in shambles, not their year, obviously. Seahawks still have something to play for. That's why I'm going with Seattle on the road. Yeah, I like Seattle to bounce back. <laughs> They've had a couple of tough losses. Um, I think they want to avoid obviously a slide. I like Pete Carroll as a coach to bounce back, you know, after a couple tough, tough losses, tough games. Um, and, you know, I think this is kind of a get back from the group game for, for Seattle. Um, and uh, yeah, Rams, same sort of deal. Nothing, nothing impressive on, on offense for them. So but give me the Seahawks. There we go. Uh, probably the most intriguing matchup of the uh, slate on Sunday one of two. These next two are by far the on paper the uh, superior matchups. The Miami Dolphins at eight and three, uh, been a consistent football team. Mike McDaniel's going back to his former team that he was the OC on. 
uh, playing against the San Francisco 49ers at seven and four. San Fran's offense did not look great last week. However, that defense is second to none in this league. Uh, Connor, I'll let you get us started on this. Yeah, it's a really tough one, especially. I mean, I, I like the 49ers. I like Jimmy G. I like McCaffrey. I like the offensive firepower that they have. Jimmy G and, and uh, CMC are both banged up um, on offense, but um, I, I'm still going to you know ride with the Dolphins here. I think they just find ways to get it done. Obviously, it's a really big flex to be able to sit your entire offense uh, in the second half of a game and, mm-hmm. and have it still be a two-possession game at the end, so... Um, I think this team, you know, the Dolphins are as good as as they've ever been in my lifetime. So um, I like them to win these close games um, and I like them to get this one done. Yeah, uh, the Dolphins are probably a Super Bowl contending team. There's no other way to put it. It, it pains me to say it, but it is the truth. Uh, I have to come to terms with it. I've accepted it. However, give me Jimmy G at home. I like the defense. If it becomes a shootout, yeah, probably not in my favor here. But I like the the 49ers defense to contain, not shut down uh, the two of, I mean, the best duo wide receiving group in National Football League. Two has been playing at an unreal level. Uh, but I think he, he slips up here, and I think uh, the Niners win this game. Uh, probably the game of the week, I'd say, in my opinion, on paper. Um, but this next game is is definitely good. Uh, the 425, one of the two 425 games, excuse me. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, 9-2, and two, coming off a win at home against the L.A. Rams, uh, still on top of the AFC Conference, facing the 7-4 and four streaking Cincinnati Bengals, who do expect to have Jamar Chase back. Uh, Connor, I'll let you start with this one. <clears throat> yep. Um, I don't pick against the, uh, the chiefs and, um, you know, not a primetime game, but I think it's, uh, it's one of the, like you said, one of the better games this week. I don't pick against the chiefs. Um, I like them to get one done here just, just cause they're the chiefs. And, uh, I think the Bengals are obviously very good and we'll be right there when, when the time comes, it's a wide open AFC field. Uh, it's everyone, I, I guess it's, it, I think it's the chiefs and everybody else. So, Great. Um, I agree. I like the Chiefs here as well. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, not much else to say. I think it'll be a shootout. Um, I think Jamar Chase will obviously add a, another level to their offense. Uh, but I, I just think the Chiefs are are too good here. They've been rolling. Um, they're looking like the Chiefs that we are used to. And they're definitely going to want some payback against this Cincinnati team. So what better way to do it than come in there in the regular season and uh, serve them up an L. Moving on, <clears throat> the other 425 game, Los Angeles Chargers at 6-5, and five, coming into Viva Las Vegas, playing the Raiders 4-7. and seven. Uh, I like the Chargers here, more talent. <clears throat> uh, Josh McDaniels did give the, his 4-7 and seven, uh, football team a, a victory Monday. I don't know. I guess good team morale, but overall this is a, a team who seems like they have the offensive talent but can't put it all together. Uh, and I like the Chargers here on the road. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, I think when anytime you come off of two straight overtime victories, that says a lot about a team. That says a lot about where the team is as far as, you know, I think the locker room, mm-hmm. right? Like whether or not they're they're as good as they should be, that's, that's obviously clear that they're not. But 
that shows a team that's still playing together um uh, mm-hmm. is gonna build off those those wins those are confidence building wins um you know against the actually not not a division game either of them actually yeah the, the broncos were mm-hmm. uh, but broncos seahawks i know those aren't like crazy impressive wins um but i think the chargers typically don't win these close games so that ends up being close i like the raiders but i'm gonna bank on that and go with them here as well Okay. Uh, the Sunday night game, Indianapolis Colts back on primetime, 4-7-1. and one. Matt Ryan looks abysmal going in, playing <clears throat> the 8-3 and three Dallas Cowboys, who I think is a Super Bowl contender. I think they, uh, when they play Philly again, they're going to give them some fits. Uh, I like the Cowboys here uh, pretty convincingly. Defense and offense all around is better than Indy. Yep, I got Dallas too. I can see it. You can see a somewhat close game in the first half, and then I can see the Cowboys kind of open it up. Um, yeah, actually, or not. Maybe the Cowboys just come out fucking dominate the first quarter and go up mm-hmm. 21 nothing or something crazy. But um, I like the Cowboys here as well. Yeah, it's uh, the Colts' only chance of winning is keeping the games close uh, and having Jonathan Taylor take the load. Um, and it seemed like the, that game was going that way, and – uh, Jonathan Taylor fumbles. The the fumble actually went against Matt Ryan on Monday night. I thought it was Jonathan Taylor's fault. It's He didn't corral the ball. So that changed that trajectory and probably the trajectory of their season. Uh, so, yeah, Cowboys needless to say. And then the Monday night game, New Orleans Saints 4-8, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 5-6. and six. Um, Crazy to think that if the Saints pull this one off, they'll just be a game out from Tampa Bay uh, at the division lead. Half game. Um, yeah wow that would be a half right. game holy crap the same with the same with the uh the mm-hmm. if the Panthers, panthers oh, are panthers on, panthers are on a bye but the if the falcons win they'll be in first mm-hmm. by if tampa game. were to lose yeah yeah, Sorry, yeah. no you're good um I do like Tom to, to bounce back here. That offense, I mean, they're averaging 18 points a game, I believe, um, which is dreadful. They've scored over 23 points in one game this year. Uh, just ridiculous. And I think this is going to be a hard game for the Bucks to pull out, honestly. I don't feel great about this pick. I think the Saints defense is is really good. Um, I still think the Buccaneers can be dangerous if their defense figures it out. I mean, they have a lot of talent there still. Hopefully Leonard Fournette comes back and plays. Godwin got back on track, but the Brady-Mike Evans connection has looked uh, feeble, to say the least. However, I do like the Bucs to score enough points and, and hold New Orleans, and uh, I like the Bucs to win here. And I uh, the over-under, I don't know what it is, but I don't expect it to be over 40. Yeah, I um... – yeah, I agree. Honestly, it kind of kind of brings me joy a little bit that Tom Brady. Uh, there's a you know Tom Brady led offense that is reminiscent of of the offenses he played with at the end of his time in New England. It's mm-hmm. not just Bill. Um, you know these these seasons do happen. Um, so brings me a little bit of joy as a Patriots fan. Not that I wish uh, any any failure on Tom. I don't. Uh, but the saints offense are, is one of the worst. They, they are not putting their skill players and they have many of them yep. uh, in positions to succeed. Um, and I don't really care who's at quarterback. I, I don't think that offense is much to write home about. So I like the bucks to win one um, and don't have to score many points to do so. Okay. That concludes week 13. Uh, if I'm going through, I believe we have one, two, 
three, five, four, and five. Yes, correct. My brain's a little slow. Um, so hopefully I can take a three-two split, or it's not likely, but if I could sweep, that'd be even better. Um, it's possible. It is possible. It's also possible that I do lose all five. It's been trending that way the whole year. Um, but, uh, hopefully we can get back in the lab here and, and figure some things out. Uh, this concludes <clears throat> this episode of buzz talk, the 27th episode, Connor, thanks for, for coming along for the ride. We love to have you week in yep. and week out. And, uh, yep. Thanks for having it. me. Of course. Always. We'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Let's go. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzzity taco. We're buzzing over here and we're talking over there. Buzz taco, talkity buzz. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, talkity talk. Buzz, talkity talk. Buzz, 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 talkity talk. Talk, buzz, talk, talk, talkity buzz. Buzz, talkity buzz. buzz.